Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Pastor Kevin Rollins with Blow the Trumpet Ministries. Well, we love God. We love people while making disciples along the way. Well, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you all for joining in us today. We surely appreciate you and um uh, Today I'll be coming out of 1 Peter 2, 24. That's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we may die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father dear Lord, for your sacrifice, Father dear Lord, on behalf of your people, Father dear Lord, that you died so that we shall live, Father dear Lord. We thank you, Father dear Lord, for Father dear Lord giving us victory over all our adversities, Father, over sickness, Father dear Lord. Hallelujah, Father, over sin. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. Today's message is entitled Healing. Most individuals at any given time know at least a handful of people who are battling an illness of some kind, whether it be mental, physical, or spiritual. One of those people might even be themselves. And now that there is a powerful global pandemic, hallelujah, help us, Lord. We are facing greater fear over the mere possibility of sickness as well as the realistic impact this could have on those with pre-existing medical conditions. No matter what the specific circumstances, the customary plea, the customary prayer and hope is for healing for self and for others. Come on, y'all, let's give the Lord a good hallelujah right there. It was a good hallelujah moment. The Lord has impressed me to share with his people on this day the importance of putting a demand on the anointing. The word demand means a seeking or state of being sought after. It means pressing forward despite obstacles to get to a place where the anointing is and expecting it to fall on you. Too often God's people do not receive miracles and healing because they do not place a demand on the anointing. They don't push forward because they don't expect that something miraculous will happen. We allow ourselves to get discouraged. Don't let the devil talk you out of your healing. Keep your mind on God. You have to press through discouragement and frustration so that you don't miss your miracle. See, healing is available. God does not put sickness on his people. Jesus died so that we will be healed. Jesus came. He announced the coming of the kingdom of God. 
in the kingdom of God where his presence and glory dwell, no sin or sickness can coexist. Healing accompanies a kingdom message where you don't have to be sick, broke, or run over by the devil. Hallelujah. Sickness and disease are works of the devil and Jesus came and disarmed principalities and powers. Can I get amen? He made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them. Colossians 2.15 And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made public spectacle of them triumphing over them by the cross. See, healing comes with the territory. I said healing comes with the territory. So not only should you expect to be healed, but you should also know that you are to pass that healing on to all those around you. See, Jesus cares very deeply that you are hurting and suffering. He doesn't want that for you. That is why he made a way for every sickness, ailment, illness, dysfunction, and disease to be healed and for you to be made whole. Can I get amen? See, Luke 13, 10 through 7, on a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up, hallelujah, and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites, don't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or your donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What we have here in the 13th chapter of Luke is a healing story. I said a healing story. One of many, there are 25 different healing stories in the gospel. In some ways, they're all alike. A person with a physical, mental, or spiritual defect comes to Jesus, and Jesus heals the person. Jesus Jesus notices this woman. She has been over. We are told that she had been suffering from this infirmity for 18 years, An evil spirit was responsible. One translation says, another translator uses the words, a spirit of weakness. Can you imagine what it would be like to be able to stand up straight for 18 years? Jesus sees this bent over woman, but then he does something most of us would not do. His focus, his attention on her, you and I, if we see somebody who is obviously handicapped, do just the opposite. We look away because we don't want to be impolite and stare 
And of course, it is rude to keep staring at someone who looks different. We teach our children not to do it. But this quickly looking away that we do is, in its own way, is terribly hurtful. It makes the one who is being looked away from feel not worthy of attention, not of value, and almost invisible. Jesus is teaching, remember. I said Jesus is teaching, remember. And right in the middle of his teaching, when he sees the bent over woman, he interrupts his lesson and calls her over to him. She was used to being invisible. She was a woman with no name. Here comes Martha or Elizabeth, they said. Here comes that poor woman who is all bent over. That's how she is known, not by her vocation, or her family, she is known as the crippled woman, the handicapped woman, the woman who looks different from other people, the one whose identity is so wrapped up in her condition that she has no other name except bent over woman. How do people identify with you? See, Jesus sees the bent over woman and he calls her to him and he says to her, woman, you are set free from your ailment. He places his hands on her and she stands up straight and begins praising God. And that's the time for us to praise God right here. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. He sees her. He sees not just the obvious thing that she cannot stand up straight. He sees whatever spirit is keeping her life bent. He sees the totality of her suffering, the humiliation of her ailment, the way it has set her apart into a prison of loneliness. He sees how other people look away when she comes into their line of vision. He sees emotional well as the physical pain she suffers. He sees the whole picture. He sees that she is too timid or too afraid or too hopeless to ask for healing. Just as he sees the same things about each of us, sees deep into our knees, sees what sometimes we cannot even see ourselves, that our anger at other people is so often really anger at ourselves, that we're often afraid to look inside ourselves because we know there's a lot of garbage there we'd rather not deal with. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. He sees that the good front we sometimes put on when we're out in public, even here in church, is often a cover-up for the hurts we have suffered over the years, the rejections, the disappointments, the betrayals, the failures, the losses, the fears. He sees the ugly stuff inside of us, ugly things others have done to us, ugly things we have done to others, other things we have done to others ugly things that were nobody's fault but just happened. He sees it all. And just as he did to the bent over woman, he calls us over to him. He says to us, come here to me. Let me put my hands on you and heal you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Let me take all that is bent and crooked in your life and make it straight and strong. 
Let me wipe away all the ugliness inside you. You are a child of Abraham. You're God's child. You are loved without limit, without reservation, without condition. I love you, Jesus says. I love you. I love you. I love you. See, Jesus cares about people. He cares about the things that make the abundant life. He paid for miserable and unbearable. That is why he had no problem breaking man-made religious laws and stale traditions to see to it that people were healed. Jesus delivers you from pain. Pain is not the will of God for you. Jesus died so you could be healed from both sickness and pain. He has made healing available to you through many avenues. God's word does not return to him void. It accomplishes everything for which it was sent, Isaiah 55, 11. If he spoke healing, then you are healed. Jesus said that man would not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Trust God, because his word will accomplish in you all that he intends. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you that your healing is intentional. Hallelujah, Father, dear Lord. That you intended us, Father, dear Lord, not only to be conquerors, but to be more than conquerors. Hallelujah. You intended us, Father, dear Lord, to step and crush scorpions and serpents and all evil things, Father. And we give you glory because by your stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Turn up, turn up to another level. We gon' give him all the praise. Cause it ain't nobody better. We gon' give him all the praise. Cause it ain't nobody better.